There is very little that turns me off about fighting quite like the idea of having to do it with someone who has a gun tattoo. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. Because I would just want to ask, Raph, I'd have so many questions. Be like, do you love the gun that much? Is it that important? All these questions and more to come. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Good. Do you trace the gun on your body? I, there's. It, is it registered? I mean, is that a thing mm. that the TSA is like, we got to stop this person? I don't know. I don't know. There are a lot of questions there. Um, there are a lot of questions I have for you, which is one, Kev, how much do you know about Logan Paul? Very nothing. Very like, is that by choice that you don't want to know anything about him? It certainly feels good. It wasn't, it wasn't something I had gone out of my way to do, but sure. now that I'm there, you know, I mean, he's that a YouTube sense. star of some variety. That yes, and he's also an AJ Agazarm friend. Which also, I would say that as we see him do his thing, that he's kind of somebody who you're like, oh, how much do I really have to know about this guy? And the answer is, what if I were to tell you he thinks he's good enough to make it into the UFC? Uh, at what? MMA? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I don't understand. Because he had this whole like okay, I'm in well, a pay per view thing, and like people watched it, and it was a terrible fight between him and I don't even know if you're supposed to call him KSI or Kasai. I don't know. It's weird. I okay. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I do have a lot of thoughts already. Okay. I don't know why, but they're coming to me fast and furiously. Which is, um, who gives a shit? Let this person g- go fight an MMA thing. We have. So much going on. We talked to Joe the Nose Wilk. You know what Joe used to do? Fight people. So go fight people. Go win an amateur fight. But, 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 okay, okay. So he did fight, right? But what if I were to tell you it gets more interesting because Sage Northcutt wants to fight him in the UFC? It's less, it's not more interesting to me yet. Who does, okay. Here's what I Keanu Reeves. I think that feels way more like a a man. No, we all like Keanu Reeves. I'm I'm just throwing out a name. The thing that made me laugh a lot, which was once I saw that Sage or his dad took control of his social media and said, catch these hands, Logan Paul. I said, oh, I'm back in now. Yeah, I don't care about him. But seeing Sage uh, murder somebody in the octagon, I go, you know, I mean, if you're going to murder anybody, why not the guy who just posed with people who were suicide dead in uh, other things? So, yeah, there's a little bit of that. But I would say this, though, Kev. It's a terrible idea. We should never do it. But don't you have a fear that maybe in the back of their heads the UFC goes – Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I think the UFC is like, well, we're listening. A lot of shows have been doing this. Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette. I'm sure there are other shows, but they've been doing this. They like these people with a social media following, and I presume yeah. that's what that person counts as. So it's like, yeah, let's see if we can get kids to watch a badass UFC card. And by Dana White logic, it's like, whatever, fuck it. Bring that woman Logan Paul. We'll let Andrade <laughs> beat her up. It'll work. It's like, it's a man. It's a what? 
And then it, that doesn't sound like a terrible pitch meeting to me. I'm watching. Yeah, I guess the hard part for me is there's no uh, easy way to do that sort of a thing other than, I mean, let's age kill him and then we're all good. But, Kev, that was where people were at. But the thing that made me laugh was somebody put up on their Facebook, I think, or we put it up on our Facebook and we, we said, obviously, we're in. And then somebody goes, oh, my God, Sage would murder that guy. Yeah. And underneath it, I put a gif that just said, that's exactly the point. Hopefully. And he's going to do it with the best gear in the business. <laughs> What's and the best gear, Kev? For us, everyone knows. <laughs> the best it's... gear in the business, you head to northsouthjujitsu.com. <laughs> They got those new rash guards up. They got all the colors you're looking for. NorthSouthJujitsu.com. They don't judge you if you're an A4. They don't. I just like the fact, and I hope people know this, your guess is as good as mine when Kevin does that drop-in. Because we don't talk about it beforehand. But, man, sometimes I share your excitement as to, is it happening now? that's what this is yeah we're gonna do that yeah and it helps when you're passionate about who you love northsouthjujitsu.com they keep you safe they keep you protected they keep you sexy and speaking of staying sexy got done with a long not a long it was like a short mile run today ref just trying to keep the knees loose just trying to try and keep the knees loose put a little impact on them I was exhausted. I was tired. I had been drinking way too much the night before. That's on me, that part. But it was a celebration of a Sunday. There is so much holiday glee, I reached immediately for my core drink. Because mm. it's just, that's what I needed at the end of a run today. I was like, I need something a little more powerful than water, a little more natural than whatever that poison is and Gatorade that makes me all chapped. You've got to stick with stuff that's proven natural and for athletes that care about what they put in their body you can go to provennutrition.com right now and run like the person on the website you're gonna be leaping trees in no time that's how i felt mm. i love core nutrition big fan wait you didn't tell me you went on a run well I, did you want me to log it with you is that's i mean i just thought it would be is what I would okay call this. to me that's a run so clearly we're in a difference of what opinion that is. I actually, at one point, I got about a half mile from the house and saw Popeyes. and was like, oh. <laughs> glad I didn't bring my wallet. I'm glad. Because so <laughs> damn, that Louisiana chicken. Not a part of the sponsor, just to enjoy their product. We need to get whoever that lady is to do the transitional Herbal language tech. for us. Because whenever she comes in, she's just like, hey, honey, I'm going to tell you a big secret about all these Popeye's chickens. And it's always like, thank you, ma'am. I would like to be your friend. Hell yeah. So anyway, um, well, you know, there's no better time than now to probably transition. Am I right? Let's go play some over under. It's UFC 228 it. time. It's time to till some woodland. Shots fired. For taking my art knowledge, Kevin, you can't start talking about the guests before we go on air. Uh, fine. <laughs> so you've said. Yet here I am. Stop me, Raph. I mean, I can mute you. That's 
Some no, more don't do that. avant-garde. I'll stop. I'll stop. Yes, stop talking. Listen, guys, this is all falling apart. Let me bring this little thing back on track. Guys, UFC, is this 228 that we're doing? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for UFC 228, the not Connor and Khabib yet card. I'm a few Golden Corral buffet nights away from that number. Wait, why? I think I could hit it if I really gave it the holiday <laughs> gusto. That's so sad. Don't do that. Don't don't do it just for the extra. Like they don't give you something for every UFC you they coincide. Might. They might. <laughs> We've never tried. They might. So, Kev, here's the thing. The guest already spoke, so I think it's important to say it is. It's my co-host from the Real Heel section, our good friend, Mike Stallings. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I think I'd be more into UFC 227 at that point, right? Well, Jack A is not on this show. I almost thought about bringing you on for the Jack A special show. But, listen, there's no place like home, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, Kevin, <laughs> there's a really important thing that I need you to understand which is that maybe you brought your little... whore here back to the podcast. <laughs> Dude, listen, jealousy is an ugly word, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's an ugly emotion, and I'm feeling it. I'll shout it out loud. My therapist told me to be more vocal. Here it is. <laughs> well, Kev, it's important because you wouldn't acknowledge something that happened this weekend unless I made you confront it. So what happened this weekend in Chicago, Mike was... All in. Now, what was all in consisting of? There was Wolverines. <laughs> there was flips. Is this some sort of sex convention? Are you guys <laughs> tricking me? What's all what's all be, in? Very title. If we're being super honest, there are a few things that overlapped with what you just mentioned <laughs> with this pro wrestling thing that I'm kind of like, you know, okay. you get bonus points for being in the realm of the conversation. What Mike is alluding to is this weekend there was a pro wrestling event. It was an independently staged one in Chicago. They sold it out in 30 minutes. It was produced by Cody Rhodes, who, son of Dusty Rhodes, the incomparable, and brother of Gold Dust, Kevin. Uh, him and these guys called the Young Bucks, who once super kicked the child, they put together <laughs> this giant event, sells out in 30 minutes in one of the hottest crowds of all of wrestling, which is in Chicago. And it was phenomenal. So when Mike's mentioning that there were Wolverines, do you know who was in the Wolverine costume, Kev? Hugh fucking Jackman. I mean, you're not far from it. It was Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh, the Hugh Jackman of the pro wrestling world. Yeah. 100%. Many okay. have said he is the Hispanic equivalent of Hugh Jackman. And to be accurate, a little bit closer to what the real Wolverine is in size. So the weird part about you mentioning the kind of sex quip is, Mike, can you please explain what Joey Ryan's all about? So believe it or not, I don't know you're going to have to work the physics out in your head, Kevin, but... Joey Ryan is known for being able to flip people with his dick. Hold so, on. I think yeah. I've seen this. and I have forced you to watch I, I am quite impressed by the physics. He has been deemed the king of dong style, sir. So it is definitely a thing. Um, they they did was, an angle where it wasn't was a long murdered. list of people that could have been king. So he was murdered over penis envy was the storyline going into into all in 
and was actually murdered on their little their little show, and they did a uh, a tribute what? to the Undertaker at the end of the match where he uh. Raph, you called it too, man. I thought you were the only one who was going to think of the res erection mm-hmm. of Joey Ryan, mm-hmm. which I want you to tell Kev what, what happened next. Right. So, Kevin, one time the Undertaker died on camera, and they gave him some months off, and then when he came back, they had these druids, okay? And these druids created, like, a light fixture that allowed him to come back, Prince of Darkness sort of thing, et cetera, et cetera. Now, take I wish the everyone word, could see my face, right? Sure. <laughs> I really the I, word <laughs> druid. So you heard me say druid, right? Twice I heard it. Okay. Yeah. Now, like big big jawas. Okay, like big jawas. Yeah, Walter Ravel. <laughs> Good stuff there. So when they say that, now take druids and replace them with giant penises, like costumed people in giant penises, and you have that angle. Okay. That's what happened. I mean, that's that's I can't make up anything more to it. It was absurd. It's stupid. Uh, I think it was the only criticism that some people had because they're like a family show and people are like, no one cares. (laughs) But yeah, other than that, it was a very solid wrestling show. They had um, a lot of very good stuff, which Kev, I thought it was important we talk about here because you just don't acknowledge it. But you have to acknowledge this. How much did you love the Andre the Giant documentary? I loved it. It's exceptional. And why did you like it? Because it gave me ideas about how to bully Mike when we hit the road show so he knows I'm serious. I'm going to play cards and scream at him. Not a podcaster! Your fart references are next. Here we go. I know that was your favorite part of the doc. It was everybody's adulation for for Andre's flatulence. If you know any... Well, I actually did love the way... Uh, Vince McMahon said flagellants. I did enjoy his classy persona during that. But my particular favorite was any conversation about his lovers or drinking. Those were the yeah. two that really brought me joy. Yeah, you do know it's a great moment when Ric Flair has to like take a moment and be like, let me tell you about this guy's drinking and lovemaking. You go, aw, Rick, look at that. Sick so Ric getting Flair the f- at the time. Yes. So, okay, but the reason why, Kev, is we had to commemorate this. It was an amazing show, and I want to ask Mike, because I haven't actually gotten to talk with you about this. What did you think of the event as a whole? It was good. <clears throat> it was good. They, uh, well, I was just thinking if Andre the Giant was the ultimate power bottom, but because I don't think he was ever on top, Not topical. Right? No, not topical. Okay, anyway, it was great, <laughs> because here's why. Because I really was thinking about it. It was probably one of the most important wrestling shows in the last at least 10 years all in yeah yeah Yeah, easily um it was definitely one of the most unique things that that has ever been done in the wrestling um wrestling game because they're just basically independent contractors taking on a bet and selling out whoa so kev it's kind of like imagine this it's imagine if all the different MMA organizations came together that weren't the UFC, like one Bellator, uh, uh, you know, the PFL, they all came together and set representatives just to kind of show that people have interest in other things other than the UFC. Oh, that would be awesome. I could watch Gary Tonin fight Quentin Rampage Jackson. 100%. Basically. Yeah, more or less. That was a great way to put it. It was like an it was like an all star game 
every outside of being the WWE. Well. Yeah, it was a who's who. <laughs> All stars. It was a who's who of, of, of super kid kids. Um, wrestled eight year olds and got an over wrestling infla- wrestling inflatable dolls. There's not to mention eight year olds, dude. There was resurrections. Huge mm-hmm. deal breaker for me. <laughs> eight year olds. Was- no, the eight year olds oh. weren't there. They're, they're notorious for these are the kind of things that. Um, were revered but they got put it higher on the card because they've, they've been in the eight-year-old game, I guess. That sounds a lot worse just talking it, about when it. You I don't do use that it, for a it sound does have at a all. thing where maybe we should gloss over that part. <laughs> but it is great to see it. And Kev, yeah. when I say that there was no better lead-in for this show, it had like one hour on WGN before it went uh, to pay-per-view. And the hour before WGN, do you know what its lead-in was? What? MASH. So nothing oh. says, hey, da, da, watch da, this. Da, da, da. Like Hawkeye Amazing Pierce. Amazing new wrestling show. Like, what will lead into it? I know. The most prominent sitcom of the 1970s. Certainly the Korean War. No one else made that funny. No. And, and no one ever will. Like, Not like... Not like Alan Alda could. So, I'm curious. You keep mm. using the phrase "all in." Do either mm-hmm. of you find gentlemen watch Bachelor in Paradise? All in, Alda. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what he's saying. That sounds like uh, a no, probably. It's a no from him, and it's a definite no from me, Kevin. Why? Why does that play a significance to you? I uh, I just there was a massive part in a rose ceremony last Tuesday where the girl was like, "Hey, Eric, I'm all in with you," and she said it so specifically, and I was like, "I hate that phrase." So, is it possible the wrestling card heard it and was like, "Oh, that's fantastic! We should yeah, name actually, the wrestling actually, card." Actually, hold all in? on, reverse, one hundred percent. She was actually in on it. She's friends with the Young Bucks she, and was like, "Oh, she loves pro wrestling." Absolutely. Because, Kev, it sold out months ago, and they taped The Bachelor months ago, so one one together. This could be. I'll look into it. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll look into it. I got it. Now, as we kind of get around to this, here's the thing. We're we're getting back to doing uh, episodes of that nature and, and talking about these things, Kev. So while, like, what is the state of WWE right now, Mike? It's pretty boring, to tell you the truth. I mean, and what is the about. most exciting part of the WWE right now? Um, uh, Brock Lesnar not being there. Yep, or Ronda being. Oh, Ronda! Yeah, my fault. I was trying to over the top. Yeah, definitely Ronda. Ronda Rousey is the best thing. Easily because uh, Ronda so Rousey almost. basically puts uh, makeup on, and you know, there's nothing better than when pro wrestling fans are talking about Ronda's makeup. In very extreme and hate ways, where they're like, "Ah, oh, that makeup looks terrible." And granted, she does kind of look like Nightman from Always Sunny in Philadelphia when she does do it. But it's strange to see that era of MMA fans cross over to WWE fans, and they're just like, "Well, I have an opinion on Ronda still. I need people to know that." I I, I am jealous. She's in your all's life and not mine. <laughs> And I know, like you know, you want to end on top, and she did so much for MMA. So it's not it's it's pure selfishness. But damn it, she's fun to watch. 
the woman knows how to entertain in addition to being a badass. So I I actually, yeah, that would be kind of fun to see. I saw that she won and I was like, ah, okay, all right. I'm kind of interested now. And Kev, tonight she garnered the interest of one AJ Agar's arm who is watching it live in Ohio. And if you were wondering where he's getting his storylines from, it's deaf him going to go abuse some storylines uh, from uh, the WWE because he he put a video that he was watching it tonight, which I guess leads us to this. Yeah, we know so, you are, AJ. Like, that is the one. We know you are definitely grappling a lot, keeping it tight. Congrats. Mm-hmm. And you're watching pro wrestling. That part we definitely Clearly. Sustain. Yeah. He probably had to actually go pay his uh, royalties over to Vince for all the lines he's copped and all the lines he's butchered. But and all Kev, the lines he will butcher, <laughs> brothers. And I want to make sure that this is interesting because I, I guess it's a good time to bring it up since we're here. Uh, Shell Sonnen this week also said that he believes. Actually, no, it was John Jones who said about Shell Sonnen that he was the worst trash talker. Now, Mike, when you hear that, what is your gut feeling about that? That Chow's the worst trash talker. John Jones said that Chael was the worst trash talker. No, I know who Chael is. What are you talking about? That should actually suffice as an answer. Kevin, what are your thoughts when you hear that? I'll take this time before we engage in the spirit of competition over your love and affection. (laughs) (laughs) I I do agree with one Mike Stellings with maybe a, a few different words thrown in there, but basically... Chael Sonnen kind of shit-talked his way into fighting John Jones. It's not like his record had sent him that direction. So you can you can knock a lot of things about Chael Sonnen. Sadly, the one you can't is that his shit-talking was pretty effective. He fought some of the best people around, and he wasn't one of them. Yeah, it got really weird, Kev, because Chael ended up going on a rampage today. Ooh. And... If that's, you're thinking his bones is, bored, is he like Chael's the only one that'll fight me? I'm headed to Bellator. Are we worried about that? I mean, here's what you should know. It made me laugh because John Jones, the whole the rationale behind why he was saying what he was saying was he was like, Conor McGregor is a good trash talker because he wins. And there's an element of truth to what he's saying. I argue, though, isn't it more impressive that the guy who wasn't necessarily winning all the time but still kept getting these title shots, isn't his trash talk maybe a little bit more impressive when you're like, what did he do get to get this title shot? And you're like, he's just chill. 100%. So isn't that the thing some... you walk in knowing that he's going to lose? But it's like, yeah, he talked he talked good shit to get there. So, eh. And again, Mike, this is right up our alley because that's the whole element of pro wrestling. It's what's supposed to draw you in, and that's exactly what Chael's doing. So I think it's important that we we hear a couple of things. So just to give you an idea, Kev, here's what was said. Chael Sonnen this morning on his Twitter. John John, heard your critique. Forgot you were in the business, even as a spectator. Okay. Ready for this? We got a few more. You spend more time on the shelf than a library book, you bum. Don't like it. Yeah. I don't. Okay. That's a first of all, a terrible reference. This is 2018. I don't know if you want to go the library route, but I uh, yeah, I'm not sure the kids know what a library is these days. Uh, John, John, I treasure you as long as you're around. 
I look like a clean overachiever. Okay. Uh, that felt latent, latently racist. I didn't like the clean part, but well, I'm sure he meant something else. I don't know that it's it's a racism sort of thing. It's probably not. I'm just yeah. yeah but no, I'm just you know, I'm just waiting for your retort in your John Jones voice. I mean, you know, I don't have a John Jones impression, but I definitely have an impression for the game tonight. So we're gonna get there in a second. I do enjoy this one though. John, John, you trash talk about as well as you exchange insurance info after traffic accidents. Chills uh, from Alabama over a sudden, which is happening. You, hey, He's you listen to him he, a couple yeah, he times. He does have like a weirdly southern Oregon accent. And here's the thing. I'm not going full south because you never go full south. I'm just giving him a little bit of the flair he puts into his voice for his poetic iambic imp- pentameter. Anyway, those are a few of the notes. Um, So now that we've talked on the pro wrestling side, Kev, you have to level with Mike and tell him how good this card is before we start. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm prepared to do that, Rev, actually. Compared to the fiction Khabib versus Connor bullshit fight that's never (laughs) going to happen and nobody's going to watch, I'm telling you right now you're forgetting how hard these fights are to get in <laughs> outside of that no nothing <laughs> bullshit this fight however ufc 228 one for the books featuring al hassan um Though it's I rhymes with Hill Till and Tyron Woodley. You're not going to want to miss UFC 228, everybody, because at least this one's going to happen. There's wow. that. I just, again, Mike, do you understand what Kevin is putting down there? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm looking at the card right now. I kind of feel the same way. And again, as much as Kevin is a cautionary fan of all things pro wrestling, you might say you are about equal to the UFC. Absolutely. Well, I was going to ask him what SummerSlam he would compare this to. <laughs> the one on oh, July Fourth. Is that? Is that? Is that? With Lex no, Luger? No, not quite. However, Slam Joe Kazuna on the on the, the, the Lex that Express. Does that answer make sense? I don't. USA. I just want to make sure that people know that Lex Luger was hashtagging things before they were hashtagable. The fact that Lex Express is not trending in today's universe means that America has gone wrong. But I digress. I guess what we're trying to break the news to you here, uh, Mike, is we needed some color on this episode because the match wasn't going great, if we're being honest, in terms of excitement for this UFC pay-per-view, if I'm using a metaphor and drawing it out. It's kind of tepid. We're all waiting for the match that nobody thinks is going to happen, but might. But yet, we'll still give a lot of analysis about Conor McGregor's wrestling versus Khabib's wrestling. We'll take a pause on that for the moment. But Kev, this card is happening. It is. Saturday, it is actually. Yes, Saturday. That's why, that, so, why we mention it. Several times. So as a result of that, I think, Kevin, it's time to go and play the game of Over Under Kevin.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the UFC pay-per-view event. You've all been aware it is happening. Generally knowledgeable that it's happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I, you tell your lawyer to tell someone. Do you have any recollection of UFC 228? I was made aware of it. I, I, I certainly am. heard that it existed. Yes. I'm to think about mm. what else I heard about it. Definitely, definitely don't recall being there, but... Yes, Your Honor, that, that is my official statement. Anyways, guys, the game of over-under Kevin is very simple. Uh, we basically go in and out of the card, out of order. Each participant gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win, and whoever corrects the most, or whoever corrects, gets the most picks correct, that sounds better, wins the game. But more than that, we value trash-talking. Mike, you are a former competitor and over-under Kevin we brought you back and I hope you know this the last time you were here it had to do with CM Punk and I'm not kidding when I say we needed to bring out the star power because Kev Mike was on one of our most listened to episodes pains with me that. to know that I do know that fact and I do not like it well this is where I hum humbly gloat don't whatever hump you on said. anything humbly humbly gloat in one universe, that joke landed, but Doctor Strange has yet to find where it is. Guys, that's not important. Pumps in a bump. Pumps in a Thank you. Now, Kev, can you please say something nice about your opponent before we start to get to the bad part? I could, except I watched the movie Unfaithful before this because it felt right. I just oh, connected no. with Richard Gere's character. I mean, Diane Lane. You know, no, I mean Richard Gears. Wow. While it's just being flaunted in my face on tonight's show, I didn't know that's why I was watching Unfaithful. I just felt like I needed to watch it. So sure, I guess him and his French accent are nice for the evening. How's that? I thought it was British. We will get to the impression I will unveil this evening, and I'm very excited to unveil that one. Um, we've kind of teased it on the show before, but there's definitely one coming, and I'm excited to share that with you guys. Uh, Mike, do you have any response to Kevin? I mean, have you ever thought possibly that Kevin is the other host? The other, I thought he was the host. That's I have admiration for him. Like, I'm going to be blushing through this whole thing because now I know how you really feel. I'm just glad to see that you actually do feel, Kev. You know, I just yeah. I didn't mean to be the catalyst for this to come out, but that wasn't my intention. So uh, too sweet, you know, handshake. We're going to respectfully do this. But who won last time? Did I win? Uh, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was a while uh, ago. I think the listeners ew, won because it was a very downloaded podcast. Uh, I'll check. I'll, that's got to be something I can access. I feel, if I'm remembering correctly, and I, I ought to do that every once in a while, I think Kevin might have barely eked out a win. Which, again, bodes very well for your return to the show, Mike. So <laughs> I feel like I'm the girlfriend that picks the team by colors. You know what I mean? Yeah, essentially, but you do it very well. And you know what? The, the thing I always tell people during March Madness is you don't bring on the person who knows basketball from March Madness because they never get it right. You bring on the person who says, I flipped a coin and then I kissed a rabbit's foot 
And then I also hit a dartboard. And you go, ooh, tell me about that person. This girl's tattoo is awesome. Anyway, anyway let's, let's do this. All right, here we go. We're going to go through the cards. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Yeah. Never have, never will. But I am ready to play. All right, fair enough. Kevin, you're going to lead us off. And the first fight we are going to be discussing this night with 15 seconds on the clock is a lightweight bout between Jim Miller and Alex White. Go. I'm going with uh, Jim Miller, despite the abs of his opponent. I'm going to go in a rare scene where I'm taking the guy that's got 40 fights, and I'm really hoping he wins. And this is the moment that he's like, you know what? It's time to stop getting punched. All right. Uh, Who do you have, Mike? I got Alex White for sure. He's got a nickname. He's got a tight fade. He seems to be relaxed. Jim Miller just looks stressed, man. He looks like he's maybe has alopecia. You know what I mean? He's kind of that beard's hiding something. I I think Alex White. Is that beard hiding alopecia? (laughs) Is that what the beard's doing? (laughs) Hashtag. He didn't specify what kind of alopecia. Hashtag the Spartan. Now, Kev. Would you say, though, that is Mike picking up on things? Does he have a savant-like nature of picking out certain things that maybe the average fan wouldn't know? He certainly has the savant-like quality for picking people with shitty bangs. And I'm talking about Alex White. It's like, spruce him up a little bit, dude. The 2001 military called it wants its hair put back. (laughs) It looks like he has lines on his in the fade, though. So I'm all about that. I'm all in on that. Lines point to a past (laughs) year of haircut inspiration. Since 2001, Yahtzee on his skull. That's what I heard. Alopecia alopecia is not horizontal. (laughs) Mike, I also want to make it clear. You're more than welcome if you don't know a certain fighter here and there. Every three picks. You can just give your 15 seconds to saying what you liked about All In and then <laughs> tell me the name of the fighter that you wished to 50-50 on this. So you there is that. You only get to mention Alabama Show yeah. one more time. <laughs> we have a hard cap. We really do. We want to make sure our listeners know we have integrity on this show. Uh, next is a Bantamweight bout between Aljamain Sterling, who sounds like he owned a basketball team once, versus Cardi Cody Starman. Mike, you first. What a segue you went into Cody Starman. Not only was Cody Rhodes um, Stardust at one point, so you get like an amagram of Cody Stardust. Why does he have the same nickname as the last guy? This is almost gimmick (laughs) infringement. This is all in at its finest. How did you do that? I I just, I put it in your head. Did you say Cody? Are you going with Cody on that one? Absolutely, I'm going with Starman Dust. Okay, fair enough. Salmon. (laughs) Absolutely, sell the R. What do you have for us, Kev? Cody Stamen sounds like his uh, the grease too when they're talking about where does the pollen go. I'm taking Aljamain Sterling, Funk Master, bitches. Uh, thank you. Okay, well, I think the bell was just like I don't know if I want to interrupt Kevin on that one. <laughs> do more grease too. Will do, Raf. Kev. <laughs> Is it weird, though, to hear that Cody Rhodes just goes by the name Cody in All In because I probably contractual obligations. But when they advertise, they go featuring Cody. And it makes you think it just doesn't work like seal or share. Um, But what's your first over under with Kevin? Well, I mean, that's rude, but I don't know that you're unfounded (laughs) with your fitness. 
We worked really hard on naming this fucking segment. So the Set least up, I do, got this. I'm just making sure that we keep things fair as my job as a moderator. Kevin, you're going to go to this next fight. It's a featherweight bout between Dag Zabbit and Nope versus Brandon Davis. Kev, go. I'm sorry. Did you say Dag Zabbit? I'll take it. No, I like this. We're good. Look, all things coming up Russia lately. I don't know what to tell you. I'm a big fan of Zabbit, and I have to say that. Otherwise, who knows what's going to happen to my social media accounts or Fair my enough. family in the next 24 to 36 hours. They own this country. I'm I was going. a fan of uh, Zabbit's earlier work. Uh, Mike, who do you have on this one? I don't I don't know. I can't find this on the card, but that just sounds like uh, like some kind of weird like Iranian cuss word, like something like Dag, Nab- like Dag Zabbit. Yeah. Do you want to take <laughs> Zabbit or do you want to take Brandon Davis? I'm going with Zabbit. I don't, I'm going to agree with okay. Kevin. You're, okay. That's not a bad lifeline because wow. honestly, Kev is – Kev, would you say that you have about as much familiarity with Zabbit as you do with Brandon Davis? Uh, I actually do remember that one fight with Zabbit. It's got great stand-up. It's 15-1. But I definitely have more, yeah. It's got it. Been killing me. Well, here's the good news, Mike. That old B. Daves. <laughs> here's the good news, Mike. You get to lead us off on this next one, and it's a welterweight bout between Jeff Got to Be Neil and Frank Camacho. Go. Well, with Frank Camacho. Isn't that that's like a lineage of Macho Camacho, which brings me back to All In. Jay Lethal's impression of the Macho Man was stellar. So I'm going to go with my throwback to Macho Camacho because that's a strong name. Kevin, what do you have for us on this? I have a a very strict rule. If your nickname rhymes with your last name and you have 43 abs, I pick you. Those are the rules. George Hands of Steel Neil. That's not his name. It's Jeff Hands of Steel (laughs) Neil. I'm Ooh, going yeah, with Jeffrey. Brother, you're uh, you're getting real deep into the deeps of the depths, Kev. Uh, I like here's what thinking, thinking, thinking. Hulk, Hulk is the big winner in the It's Island not it's not Hulk. That's one hundred yeah, percent. Hulk one hundred percent did have the dramatic eight thirty moment as we used to call an interpretation back in forensics, where they had to give him the heavy of like I just didn't know if he was going to job to me, brother. He pushed I was in me, there and I was like, yeah. he pushed me, and it was like I didn't even have to get worked up. I just, I just had tears. <laughs> but, but Kev, here's the thing that I really wish we could impress upon you. So, there's a guy, uh, and Mike was alluding to this. There's a guy named Jay Lethal who was on All In, and uh, he does essentially a. Some people might call it a tribute show to the Macho Man. He essentially is doing the Macho Man character yeah and he when he walks out there he does the complete like jacket he had macho man's brother walk him down uh to the ring and there's he's even in character like all of his mannerisms are perfect he had an anal plug made of real slim jim beef jerky to size it was stunning it had tassels on the end of it though So the best part of this is, Kevin, is at one point he actually gets into a fight and is recreating his 
scenes with Miss Elizabeth, and it's amazing. So it was at that moment that I realized, you know, look at this. Jay Lethal is the Daniel Day-Lewis of Macho Man impressions, in my interpretation. So I think that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a... No, that's a compliment. That is a compliment. (laughs) Watch a movie, Kevin. Jesus. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out if I the wrestlers get on Daniel Day Lewis these no, days. No one's ever. <laughs> no one man, complimentary Oscars, sir. Didn't you just reference Greece? Like some obscure, like Greece, B, like B side from Greece. Greece too. Deep cut, like a Greece deep cut. Greece too. Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Uh, a little little tip for our listeners. You may think that these asides that I go on just are for fun and for my own entertainment. But those of you who pay attention notice these two are getting way more angry at each other I'm angry once at the insults on the microphone. Reese 2 got brought up into this podcast. And you know what? We are rescuing UFC 228. So you're welcome. That was a text message from UFC 228. It said, thank you. <laughs> Kevin, I think it's actually a text message that's uh, stay on point. So let's go to a Bantamweight bout between Jimmy Rivera and John Dodson. Go. I'll absolutely pick Jimmy El Terror Rivera. First of all, because he's not at a gym in shambles like the magician Ooh. is John Dodson. Who has to deal with the departure of longtime friend and everyone's favorite, Donald Cerrone. This is going to get emotional. All of a sudden, we're going to be like, is it Winkle John or Winkle Yawn? Jimmy Rivera. Got him. All right. What do you got for us, Mike? I'm going with John Dodson the whole way. I want to see what tricks the magician has up his sleeve in Mm. store for Jimmy Rivera. I want to see if he can make um, Jimmy Rivera's recent streak disappear Ooh, i don't hate any of this it, did the writers of making it get a hold of oh, wow. of mike's script tonight i i don't know where these puns are coming from but i feel like he has uh picked the right card you know you make one reference one time to kevin that says i know the guys who write the puns for making it and he finds one way to insert it in as a like Vague dig, but we all love the show making it with Nick Offerman. Well, and you know why, Raph? Because I'm why? all in. Because I'm just okay, all in. See, there yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> just check. Thank you. That's a different NBC show that he did not write for. I want to make it very clear. <laughs> it's just very different. Uh, guys, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, we, we've gone so far. And, Kev, how many names have you recognized from, like, the ten fighters that we've said so far? Uh, definitely recognize John Dodson. That's one. That's good. Uh, <coughs> and Zabbit. And Dagnab. <laughs> and, yeah, Dagnab. Like, it's hard to remember exactly. Well, here's the thing. Let's keep this modem running. Uh, Mike, you're going to tell us who in the middleweight category is going to win between Charles Bird and Darren Stewart. I'm going to go with Darren Stewart, the dentist. He just seems like he got his, he has his shit together more. He got his degree, first of all. Yeah. It looks like he studies his opponent hard. Mm. Um, he's probably going to go in there and just kind of drill him 
more than <laughs> Kevin. Oh, damn it. I'm going to put a crown on this. Charles Bird is Kid Dynamite. We don't need any Novocaine to know how this is going to go. Charles Bird is going to come in there. He's going to be like, one, two, dropping these abs and stamp England's fancy ass back across the pond. I'm Team America. Surprise, Mike Stallings is talking about the British. Black, English black guys always win. Lennox Lewis was beast. But when he started talking, you're like, wait, what? Well, I don't know if you've watched season three of The Wire, but I will tell you Idris Elba's character doesn't make it. So you put <laughs> that in the. Fuck, Kevin. Oh, wow. spoiler alert. So if you just started watching The Wire. <laughs> I was actually just going to pick that up. I was talking to my brother about it. How dare you, sir? Yeah, this just oh, did get I'm excited. Heated. Yeah. Do this. Baltimore for life. <laughs> I've been to Camden Yards. <laughs> Important information to know. Baltimore. Kev, I'm so angry that you gave a spoiler without saying spoiler. It's the wire. I'm gonna, yeah, t- I'm gonna tell those people that love Oz, Adabisi doesn't make it either. So there, we, there you go, wow. hot fire tonight, Raph. Guys, if you enjoy this, you can go ahead and listen to Kevin's other spinoff podcast, Kevin Ruins Television, taking your favorite <laughs> HBO shows one by one <laughs> and giving you mild, mild spoilers <laughs> that definitely will I, get to you. I'm you surprised have. you haven't made a Hill Street Blues reference at this point. I mean, in the NBC family, not HBO, but we'll take it because NBC was brought up earlier. All right, women's flyweight match. It's the co-main event between Nico Montano and Valentina. Uh, what is that? It's a, it's it's like a was it shiv like shiv a shiv, shiv like a shiv like you yeah. you stab somebody right? Correct. Shivenko. Okay, good. Kev, it's always a good time. When we're confronted with this type of gun paraphernalia, to mm. think about who we are, and I'm gonna go with Nico Montano because I'm just done acting like guns aren't a problem, whether they're tattooed <laughs> to your abdomen or they're in the hands of criminals. I am taking a stance. I am once again not Team Kazakhstan, which not a real place, quite Thank sure. You. Quite sure that's a made yep. up place. All right, all right. Might as uh, well Mike. be North Dakota. Nico Montano. Thank you, Mike. I'm for sure going with Valentina Shivchenko, Shiv- uh-huh. the honorary mem- member of the Bullet Club, who just successfully put on a sold out all in pay per view this last two days ago. Thank you. Uh, I don't think you see on the other side of her on the other side of her stomach. She's got a permit tattooed. On that, so I think that's what you're failing to, to, to conceal it. The properly concealed carry. I've got a license to carry. Where on my midriff? You should, if you tattoo a gun, you should have to tattoo a permit. I think that is more than reasonable. All right. Their profiles just showing the hardcore side. We would, we would like to see the responsible side, Shiv. Yeah. That's gone now. Amazing. Uh, Second Amendment lovers, that segment was just for you guys. Women's Bantamweight bout. Let's stay with the ladies. Irene Aldana 
or I mean, you could read it as Irene Aldo. So I guess there's that if you allogram that. And then Lucy Podolavia, Mike. I'm going with Lucy Podolavia. I don't know. She just seems way more tranquilo, even though the other girls from Mexico. Uh, she just seems like she knows she's done it before. You know what I mean? She's just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's good. Kevin, what do you have on this one? Raph, anytime. We're talking about a fight between the Czech Republic and Mexico, and I don't know the fighters that well. Mm. Uh, I got to go with Irene Aldana here of Mexico. Eight and four. Wearing a lot of camo for my taste, but that is my selection. That is that is a fair assessment. Yeah. I would like to say it is very odd when there is somebody who's fighting who shares a first name with my dog. So my dog definitely like looked up for a second and was like, "Are you talking to me, Dad?" I go, "No, I'm not." And she just goes, "Oh, yeah, no, she's not." I, I take that back. I think uh, Irene's going to win because Lucy's not going to be able to see her because she's no. wearing camouflage. No, no, no. My dog's my dog's fairly smart. She he sees camo. <laughs> and and you know, we're still gonna be able to see her head like, most of her torso. I'm also not taking the time to take that away as your pick. So So do they have tights that are like that go into You're the locked ca- like in. a cage like, camouflage? Or who wants to be a millionaire? That is a good idea. A cage suit? Yeah, like mm-hmm. chain link, a chain link that just blends in with the cage. Oh, don't! I'm gonna edit this part out of the podcast so we can keep that idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, Kev. I just like the idea that uh, for the very first time, I've told a guest they couldn't change their option just because I listened to their argument. And I go, not good enough. Yeah. All right. So what happens Kev, when Raph is intimate with both people on the show? How dare you, Kevin? He's, I, he's torn. He's I just think you're evil. twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna have great discussions off air about like, is he the worst to you too? That's what I thought. All right, women's bantamweight bout. Nope, just kidding. Men's welterweight between Diego Sanchez and Craig White. Kevin, Diego Sanchez, friend of the podcast, and you know, Craig, can we keep it inclusive with the aggressive last name? I'm going with Diego Sanchez. <laughs> Okay, Mike, what do you have for us on this? Oh, I got, geez, I got the Thundercat. <laughs> now I just want to not seem to sing the theme song the whole way. He has exciting Craig name fighter, Go! Craig White. <laughs> so, how, Kev, how does one get the nickname the Thundercat? Do they have Thundercats in England? Really? There's no way they have Thundercats in England. I assume because he's been so nerdy. And we don't see the butt cheek tattoo of a giant Thundercat. It's always but in Brickton, we call them Thunder Kitties. So, me, no big deal. My friends call me Lion-O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Mike, we're going to stay with you on this one. It's a women's straw rate bout between Carla Esparza and Tatiana Suarez. Mike, I'm, going with your, I'm going with your down-the-line family member over here. What are you talking about? Cookie Monster shout-out, Carla Esparza. She's got to be – are you going to um, 23andMe her somehow? I, I think don't... she's – oh, they're both from the USA. She looks more Mexican, though, no? <laughs> yes, she has those Mexican-looking features. Uh, Carla Esparza is definitely which is um, strange because most people from the USA nowadays they don't you know that's <laughs> Kev's so torn right now. Tatiana's undefeated though. 
Well, are you? Seven but you're going seven to no, no. You don't talk yourself out of a pick. You just said that you're going for Carla Esparza. Would you like to change your answer? Oh, Cookie Monster for life. All right. Then on the other side, Kevin, I've got 15 seconds on the clock for you. Who do you? Well, ask? I would just like to say I think they all look American, Raf. Thank of, you. Of the different degree, I don't think there is a, an American look per se. Here <laughs> is, unless uh, ignorant and so little obsessed with the Bible as a look, Ao. I'm going with Tatiana Suarez because that gym is in shambles. I am calling it. No one can focus. Donald Cerrone is gone. Who do you talk to at the water cooler? Carlos Barza. I'm so glad that Kevin took off his MAGA hat before saying that pick. So thank you very much for doing that, Kevin. Yeah, that was a weird preface. (laughs) He just went complete 180 like in 0.2 seconds on that. Kev does that every once in a while. We've got a welterweight bout, and this guy's name is Abdul Razark Al-Hassan, and his opponent, Nico Price. Kevin, who do you have? I'm always worried about people that are Batman villains. Okay. And I'm really worried when they have 74 different abs, but we know Nico. He's a friend of the show. You know what? Does that mean nothing to you? Wow, you know what that means for Nico. sure. Yeah, Nico. Nico. So you're going, if you're okay, listening, okay. Nico, sorry. You just heard him really think about it. <laughs> to be fair, we can't claim Nico or Diego as friends of the podcast fully, but we'll take it for right now. Mike, who do you have on this? I'm going with Nico on this one just because, I don't know, I'm more into the hybrid kind of guy myself. You know, I'm not more sativa dominant hybrid. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. I think he's going to be more of a uplifting kind of mood he's gonna kevin as a non-stoner i just have to ask you a question did did that make sense to you absolutely ref there's two types of weed there's indicas and there's sativa sativa is more upper and like energetic indica more body relaxing so that i believe is the reference point which you're directionally fork wrote it Beautiful. All right, gentlemen, this is the time when I have to remind you contractually that there is usually some sort of bet. Now, in the past, Mike, you might Loser remember. Loser keeps wrath. Wait, <laughs> hold on. No. no, the other way. I had worked this uh, out. Hold on, I had written it no. down. No. Winner keeps wrath. Got it. You <laughs> take two. That's a lose-lose situation for you, right, Raph? I mean, listen, I don't win in any of the situations because I have to talk with the both of you fairly uh, regularly. Okay dare you however i would like to point out something in the past mike you may remember that there was a wager now granted none of us can remember what that wager was the last time you were on here so that might be a problem but we do them and because we're all podcasters we don't have any money so no we don't do money on this so we'll give you a couple fights to remember what the wager could be and then if you got one for this one that'd be great too so Mike, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's a women's strawweight bout between Jessica Andrandre versus Carolina Koala Keys. Mike? Yeah, I'm going with Jessica Andrade because that, I mean, she looks like she means fucking business. And this, that's all I know. Carolina is too done up. You know what I mean? Mm. This girl's from Brazil, she's got experience. You know, this girl's more of a seasoned veterano, it looks like, with that buzz cut. Yeah, I'm going with Jessica. Shout out okay. to Jessica, my sister. Um, this is out. not TRL. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, what do you have on this one? 
Poland. You know, it gets cold early. There's a reason. When you come from Poland, you have this anger. There's a fire, and the second you explain it in that dark voice, I'm from Poland, it's like, oh, shit. Okay, well, you don't need to say another word. Carolina, koala bear, whatever. Is that where Polacks come from? Oh, I mean, I don't think that's the appropriate term for them, but yes. Too soon. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that we're insulting just about every race possible. Including the people of Poland who are like, wait, what? I'm just going to head over to our international figures real quick, Raph. You queue up the next Thank you. Why don't we get a flyweight bout and see who's going to win between Jared Brooks and Roberto Sanchez. Kevin, 15 on the clock for you. This is hard because there's part of me that wants to stick with just the Sanchez train. And gambling alert, maybe that's what I should parlay. I think that would be fun. And I'm not a big fan of gingers. You know what? Roberto Sanchez. All right, all right, Mike. What do you got for us on this? No, as we see again, now we're going with not ethnicities. We're going with like overall, just aesthetic with the ginger. This we're giving one for the gingers here. I think he's it's going to be a standout. I think his skin tone's going to steal the night. Um, I think. <laughs> wow, is it going to steal the night? Just like Chell, he yeah, his skin tone got him. <laughs> Remember he said Chell talked his way into this. This guy powdered his way into it. So thank um, you. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. Kev, uh, great news. Do not have the people of Poland in a top 10 country. Had it been Finland, we'd be in some trouble, but I think they're laughing as hard as anyone. Uh, Norway even, but nope, no Poland. So you, you make better choices, Poland. Or we're sorry, either or. Okay, so I thought this would be fun because I just, I don't know, I run out of things to do. So I thought I'm going to put Mm, let's say 30 seconds on the clock, okay? And instead of having you guys each take the time individually to say who you think is going to win, I'm just going to put 30 seconds on the clock <laughs> and you guys just cross-talk who you think is going to win and then at the very end, land on who you think is going to win. So, for our welterweight championship bout between Tyron Woodley and Darren Till, who's going to win, Kevin and Mike, go. Well, Tyron Woodley. I think the British, the gorilla, will be. He's more hungry. I don't know. That's all you're gonna. You're not gonna talk. I'm waiting for you. I'm being defensive right now. That's all you're gonna do. You're gonna slow roll me to have me talk the whole fucking time right now. How dare you? Now my rate. Yeah, Raph. You know what? You can keep him. You guys just do your own thing. I think I don't. I'm, what? I'm really. Yeah, he got me going on this now. You know I'm what? More sad than anything. That was a fucking clever move, sir. <laughs> Just, that was a real clever move. You saw a full-blown breakdown. You've got uh, England's own Darren Till, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I was I, more vested in his story in the little movie that I was watching the, before. The countdown. I was bothered the, by this. <laughs> bothered, yeah. You're real catty, your cattiness over, over everybody. Can I, would you guys, I, I previewed earlier that there was an impression to be had on this show. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, actually. Mike, would you would you like to hear it? Please. I don't fucking care, okay? I've worked my whole life to get on this card, and I don't care. Does that sound familiar? Is that Darren Till? Yeah, it's Darren Till. Oh, okay. Yeah, he <laughs> sounds he sounds a little like Bisping transitioning, but I like it. I really, no, 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 Darren, I no here's the thing. 
I felt a no, little no, Connor no. pop Connor, out of there for a second. Connor's more Irish, and it's more up. Okay, do it again. Can you do it again? No, I'm not doing it again. Come on, please. Oh, that's it. That was the one time. And Kevin and I talked about what his tuning fork is. And his tuning fork tends to be a word that I don't naturally just say. No baby oil. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, it's one of those things. So let me get this straight. Kevin, you have who? Woodley. Okay. And Mike, you have who? Woodley. You both have Woodley? Oh, wow. I thought he had Till. I'm glad we settled that. Yeah, that's what happens when you do me like that. Now I threw the wrench in it. <laughs> that feel? I'm glad that Mike ends this as like the guy who shows up at the end of the movie and goes, yeah, well, now I'm turning the tables. Yeah. What? Werve. He just got Russoed. Book him, Dennis Farina. <laughs> that was... This is all, all right. in. Yeah. Well, thank all you very much. In. So... Guys, here's what I'm going to ask you. In the event we have a tire, I need to get you guys to say who you think will be the performances of the night. So yep. they give out two performances and the fight of the night. Kevin, who are your picks for that? Uh, performance of the night one is going to go to uh, Dag Zabbit. Performance okay. of the night two is going to go to Koala Wakawat. Uh-huh. And fight of the night is uh, still Till and Woodley. Okay. Uh, Stallings, what do you have on this? What are my choices? You, everyone? No, the the categories again. The categories are mm-hmm. best performance in a UFC. It goes can I get a drum? People. Kevin, can I get a drum roll from you? Let's go. Ready? <laughs> Valentina <laughs> Shevchenko performance <laughs> of the night. Number one. Okay, number two. <laughs> no one's Where's my drum roll? Performance of the night. Abdul Rasaka Al Hassan. Oh, I like. Okay, and what are your? What is your fight of the night, sir? Oh, the main event. Okay, so you're both the saying- big dog Roman Reigns versus <laughs> the reigning, defending. <laughs> Undisputed WWE World Champion. Do you know, Kevin? Come on, do it with me. Brock Lesnar! (laughs) I'm so glad. Yeah, he's very much in doubt. I'm just glad that Kev says Lesnar like a Jewish guy who's an old guy who just kind of like, it's Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. (laughs) it's a great place down no (laughs) gentlemen i'm so glad that you were able to work out a lot of your therapeutic issues on air because i think that's the best place to do that um mike will you come back next week after watching this pay-per-view and talk the fights with us is wait i have homework yeah you have to watch the fights now oh yeah okay and I oh, okay. Thank you for inviting me back. I appreciate that. Unkayfabe. I'm not going to go and sit there and try to trash that. I can actually feel Kevin, like, I don't know if he left or he's, like, pacing or if he's just, like, I can feel him steaming over in the corner that I got the invite back and that he's kind of stuck with me. Compulsively smoking weed, but steaming <laughs> will work. Sure. <laughs> Everybody has their process, guys. 
Uh, Kevin, do you have any departing words to Mike before we uh, send him off for the evening? I hope you sleep at night, looking in the mirror, knowing you said yes to someone already in a committed relationship. It takes two to tango, yeah. sir. How am I looking in the mirror when I'm sleeping? I don't, do people sleep? <laughs> Look, you get the, the metaphor. There is many levels to your two's sin. Like it's over my bed. That's kind of people still do that. I think picture wise. I got my mirror over my bed. I got my. This is my confession to you, Kevin. Ready? There's a closet involved. There was mirrors. There was cheating. Yeah, I mean it's it's only going to get worse from here. URLs, MP3s, SoundCloud links. I don't need to get into the details because they're too painful. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by, Mike. I love you more, really. I do. I know you have a place in there for me. Well, I do appreciate that you watch the Andre the Giant documentary. It's just exquisite. There was a lot of jokes laced in this, so uh, you know. So not all bad, I guess. Raph is what I'm saying. Mm, that was nice. Well, I think that's a good place to stop for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Stallings. Too sweet, me. Raph, as the people might have known, and if you would just follow us at Verbal Typecast, you'd see that Raph's talking to people. You can see yes. him doing interviews, getting fighters up. We're trying some new things here in podcast world in verbal tap world we're staying dynamic so we're releasing things a little differently here is your shout outs portion we're doing a little top bottom on this on this wednesday release we're having fun with uh, the podcasts as they come out this week trying some content stuff you let us know how you feel by giving us those five star reviews begging someone to buy all of the products from proven nutrition and north south mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu all of them i'm worried what you heard me say was a few of them that's not what i said yep Listen, it's a pirate ship that we are trying to take across the Atlantic. We want to bring exciting stuff. Help us support it at Verbal Tapcast. Let us know what you're thinking. Follow along here. All of the the cool things Raph's doing online. There is so much to get to in terms of MMA coverage, and I'm I'm glad you're giving them an outlet, a little bit of a platform, because if they just tune in and they do that live show, right, it gives even promoters a chance to hear these guys talk to someone, hear these gals talk to someone who can ask them some questions, going to give them a little bit more of that promoter appeal. So it's a good thing. Absolutely. And I mean, we do it live. So there's always an element of, wait, are we doing this live? And I get that a lot from athletes because they're afraid they're going to say something uh, ridiculous. So, there is a thank you, Lucy. There is an element Lucy. of danger when we do those shows. Like right now, we're recording this not live, but live to tape. So when you hear my dog bark, that's what's really happening. And as she's communicating with me, <laughs> that she's through with me talking. Yeah, and okay, what else? All right. Well, at this point, I'm going to say, Luce, so damn cute. here's where I keep, and you guys don't know this, but I keep a list of bones near my desk for just this emergency. Kev, we need to make them a sponsor. I don't know how quick we this can get these bones. brought to you by Lucy's favorite treat company. So this is like 
you know when Batman has the kryptonite that like helps him when Superman goes nuts? This is essentially like my backup to it. So anyway, uh, just to let you guys know, that's what's happening over here. But yeah, we had John Calistine uh, on the show this week. And uh, we chatted AJ, we chatted Kasai, we chatted um, uh, Super Fights a uh, little bit. I might have compared him to Little Mama when he took the stage with AJ on his arm. So that was fun. Um, then I also interviewed uh, Luis Quinones, who was competing over at the World Grappling Worlds. I don't know really what to call it, but Grappling Worlds. Uh, that's happening this week. You can catch it on Flow Grappling. They got that one, too. So uh, I believe it's happening on Thursday, so tomorrow. Uh, look for it. Go support many of our friends, including uh, Luis, Bree Strick, um, Johnny Morgan, uh, just so many other individuals that we know on this team. Uh, they are so, so, so great. And they are competing on behalf of America, folks. So while I normally don't root for Johnny Morgan, for one weekend, I will. There you go. Uh, some shout outs. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do some shout outs uh, to the people over at Jubera who checked on me, Raph. They were like, Aww. what are you doing? Uh, fine. <laughs> to the people at Kaiser helping me through some shoulder injury business. Love it. The the rehab program, very nice. Got me expeditiously through it. Very good PAs. And we're on our way to a better place in terms of our physical conditioning. To the person that invented jogging, still not a fan. Unshout out no. to you. But I do enjoy the cardiovascular challenges it prevent it presents and <sighs> jujitsu looks tough. <laughs> Headed back, Raf. Got the bug. So fun this week to talk to Joe Wilk in the interview series. If you missed that, you gotta mm. go back. You gotta check it out. Hit listen to that podcast. There's a lot to be excited about in, in the realms we're crossing into, and that's going to do it for me, shout-out-wise. Let's do this. Big shout-out to Valley Martial Arts Center. Hey, Guys, I hear a rumor, and I don't know how true it is, but if I'm saying it, it's probably true. September 29th is EBI, Kevin. Ooh. Okay, now EBI happens at night. I like that I'm setting this up at night. EBI no, happens. Enter night, Eddie Bravo. <laughs> but during the day, there might be a possibility that there's an open mat out here in the valley. Specifically, one maybe, I don't know, Kev. I can't say for sure. At one Valley Martial Arts Center, place where I train, you could come, be a lot of fun, et cetera, et cetera. What would you think about that, Kevin? That sounds amazing, especially before a massive jiu-jitsu event. Absolutely. So we're looking at that. If you are interested, hit me up on all of our social media, you know, Verbal Tabcast, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, I think still. Like, I get updates from Snapchat, and I'm like, I haven't used that in forever. Yeah, it's been a while for me as well. <laughs> and if you're one of those people still using Twitter, we'll take that as well. Anyway, kids, that's what's going on there. Uh, shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. Eric and Joey went over... I believe to San Francisco. They taught at uh, Peninsula Self Defense. I'm probably massacring that name, but our good friend Eric, um, not Eric Medina, but another Eric 
Jean-Jacques Machado, black belt, amazing. Uh, they were able to go teach some kids some wrestling for self-defense. That was awesome. So shout out to them. They return back to the schedule this week on, I think, this morning. Uh, it is 8 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, 11.30. So big shout out to them. Uh, if you guys are hearing this right now, I'm probably in Vegas. So uh, hi and bye. I'm on vacation, so leave me alone for a little bit. But we'll return next week. And then it's going to be great. And I believe right now there's also fighters rep that's having uh, a set of fights. And that's uh, Saturday, September 8th, uh, Studio City at the Sportsman Lodge. If you guys are looking for some local MMA to support, go do that. Um, I've got some buddies fighting. My buddy Bo is fighting. My buddy Caleb. So go support them, you guys, and all of that good stuff. And um, you know what? I just want to say thanks to Mike. Go check out heelsection.com and uh, listen to some of those episodes. I think you guys might like that. And uh, shout out to you, Kevin, because you're getting your fitness back up and you are working your way. Like you're at the montage stage. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Where okay. they're like cutting to me, listening to the Avett brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it was, wow. I was really hoping the montage was going to be way better, but it was about as white as could be. Destiny's child. Damn it. I'll work. All right, fair enough. Anyway, guys, I think that's going to do it for me. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...